can I open it up for questions for a few moments and then we can shift? Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. Thank you. That was lovely. And very helpful in recognition and a way to go. And where I have run into um, a problem just this summer is with uh, a close family member that has called me self absorbed. <laughs> And so the actual premise here is being attacked. So how to reconcile myself with that kind of conflict that someone as close can bring and then trying to, I do need to recognize more my embodiment of these things and there's no doubt about it. But trying to reconcile that with people that are close to me. Okay. What you need to be very careful about is just because somebody else said it doesn't mean that it's true. Okay? I know that. Yeah. (laughs) And so to discern, like, how much of this is accurate and, and is actually asking for more presence and attention in relationship with this other person or with the family field, and how much of is their stuff that's being put on top of you and your process is a quite a sophisticated discernment, all right? And for myself, I don't know if this relates to anybody, but for myself, if somebody is telling me something that registers as true, but I don't want to hear it, I feel a kind of dullness in my physical body and a dullness in the awareness as I'm hearing. But if somebody is telling me something that's true that actually has very little to do with me or nothing to do with me, I don't get that dullness. There's a bright sense in my physical body and a clarity in the awareness. There's no dullness. And that to me is my somatic discernment mechanism of how much of our hearing is projection and how much of it is stuff that they're talking about which is unconscious that I haven't yet been able to come to terms with. When I have that kind of ground, it's a totally different experience in navigating these tricky territories with family. Because when somebody is saying something that touches you deeply, hurts very deeply, because it's in conflict with something that's very precious to you, you need to know where you stand. Does that help? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I, I would love it if you could share more about being able to discern or the difference between the brightness and the dullness. Um, I think my confusion is I always did feel very strongly, you know, after a, a while that the body didn't lie. But I've actually come to feel like my body is very conditioned and trauma and different things program physiological responses that feel like the truth, but I have come to question sometimes if they are the truth and likewise with my mind so from having gone to being very blocked about my body and having a clue what was going on in it uh, for so long to finally getting closer to it and having that sort of flag of being the body doesn't lie to actually now being a bit more confused again so I don't know if if you would comment on that because just like I can't trust my thoughts, I have also come to feel at times that I cannot trust my 
body. Okay. Um, this is not a, a two-minute question. <laughs> <laughs> Unpacking trauma and understanding its physiological effect and the kind of kind of signals that it gives is a very important thing that most of us need to journey through at some point or another. Okay. Let me use an example, and then we'll see what happens with it. For most people looking at this, this is a glass, right? Yeah? Now, if I took the flowers off of the shrine and stick it in here, it's a flower vase, right? Okay. If I turn it upside down and I used it to put the recorder on, it's a stand. All right? Now, if I took this and I smashed it over somebody's head, it's a weapon. Okay? So it itself doesn't have any kind of intrinsic existence. Its existence is dependent on the way we're used to associating it with. Yeah? Got it? Okay. If somebody has watched somebody take a glass exactly like this and smash it over somebody's head, all right, and that person was critically injured and had to go to the hospital, I can pretty well assure you that until they had done a lot of work, if I picked this glass up, they would go into a total freakout. All right, the freakout is real. What's not real is the connection that because the freakout is happening, there may necessarily be something that is genuinely frightening that they need to worry about. So, the fear that the body is experiencing is not distorted. What is distorted is what we do with that information and what we interpret it to be. Okay? So, what it's signaling is, is that there's still fear that is releasing in association with an image. That image may not be relevant in this context. Okay? So the body doesn't interpret. The body is just signaling. The interpretation is what the perceptive mind and the memory and the whole mental apparatus does. So where the discernment is needed and where it does take a fair amount of sophistication is to be able to see when a somatic response is happening is whether it's happening because there genuinely is fear that one needs to be concerned about in the present moment or what is happening is a trigger in association with something that happened in the past. The body's not lying. There's fear. But what needs to be done with the fear is to understand how is this relating to the present moment. And that takes a fair amount of sophistication. Okay? And oftentimes it takes help with people who can say, you know, the signal that you're getting is being interpreted through this old interpretation. And that old interpretation is not relevant in this context. And so what is needed then is to go back into the physical body and find a place of ease and well-being in order to tolerate the experience of fear and allow it to be reprocessed with a, new, uh, with a new relationship to the context. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does it help? Um, yes, I'm, I'm aware of what you're saying. I guess I'm still... Um, um, that discernment, I don't... Um, it's just the idea of being able to trust my body when I, my signals can be confused is a confusing state. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and the, even though I have done some quote unpacking, I like that way you express it. Um, 
it's still a long journey ahead of unpacking it can tell. It is a long journey. And in the meantime, yeah. I've got some discerning to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but I, that's right. So that's sort of a predicament, you know. I want right. to trust the body, but, yeah. you know, it, it's and on its own. Um, you know, it, you, you said, like, the body only lives in the present. My body living somewhat in the past. No, well. your body is in the present. What's happening is the memories from the, the memories past are, right. are coming into the present. <laughs> That's right. right, but they're coming into the present moment. Right. Yeah. It's a rich topic, and it's an important one, and I'm glad to see that you have more ground with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it isn't easy, and it isn't short. And so, you know, it's helpful just to, to recognize that and to, and to be able to, to gather resources to help support on a journey. Do you have a particular book or, or practice that could have helped one particularly through this thicket? Um, I have a website, and on the website are two lists of books, book lists. One are specifically Dhamma books. It's, it's not a very comprehensive book list. But the other book list is a book list of resources. And the resource book list names several books that are helpful in that. One is um, Donna Eden's Energy Medicine. The other is Peter Levine's Waking the Tiger. And there's some other that are more specific to specific kinds of trauma. So, yeah. I think I'm going to need to close now. Yeah. Do you want to say a, a quick word about um, what you're doing now in cultivating and also how people might contact you or if they want to keep studying with you, how you might be available? Well, let me, um, I've got here some flyers and some cards, so I'll leave them out front for you to have a look at. I'm here back in the States and I'm interested in creating a training monastery for women and I'm interested in creating a a community of people where there's a a mutual interest and commitment towards awakening. Initially, I'm based in Colorado Springs because of my father's there and his health is poor, and so I'm helping support him in that. And then I had, for the last 10 years or so, had it in mind coming back to California. As it stands, I don't yet have a network in California, but um, we'll see if that changes. And so I have these flyers. This is about the project. And I have cards, which has the, this has the web address, and the card has the web address. So you're welcome to stay in touch. And I also have a, a sheet here if you'd like to sign your name up, if you'd like to be on an email list about more what I'm doing and retreats and how the project is unfolding. And Terry has a few things to say also on the same line. So there's also, if you put your name up.